Something new and strange has happened in Canada. Canada is sitting on probably one of the largest housing bubbles of all times. Something we haven't seen before. Yes, that is the Conservative Party of Canada leader Pierre Polyev and his documentary on housing hell. But before that documentary came out, we've been having a housing crisis. And my next guest is saying that in all the conversations about Canada's crisis in the housing sector, one group hasn't been asked to the table. And if it has, it hasn't been listened to. My next guest is Pascal Chan, Senior Director, Transportation, Infrastructure and Construction, the Canadian Chamber of Commerce. Pascal, thanks so much for your time today. Thanks for having me, Angela. It's happy to be here. Well, I wanted to start off with that documentary from the Conservative Party because that is in your Globe and Mail piece, just saying millions have viewed it. But even Pierre Polyev is going down the same road that other politicians and critics of our housing situation have gone down. And what's that problem, Pascal? Yeah, I think that largely, and as I talked about in the piece, it's, you really can't have this conversation about addressing the housing crisis without talking to the people who actually contribute to the creation of housing supply. Uh, and I think that, again, you know, not taking a position on, on the video itself, but I think you do have a situation where the Liberals and the Conservatives, and I alluded to it there, are somewhat arguing different sides of the same coin. Um, the idea of tying those funds to uh, infrastructure, housing funds to uh, infrastructure funds to the creation of new housing is something that the Liberals had talked about in Budget 2022, and you're seeing with the you know, creation of this new department and this new role under Minister Fraser. Um, but again, that is very similar to what is being offered on the other side of the table. Yeah, so they're they're trying to come up with these solutions. However, I don't think, as you mentioned, they've talked enough to the, the sector. So when you talk about the private sector, remind our listeners how important they are in getting houses built in this country. Yeah, absolutely. And I, maybe I'll provide a bit of background as well, because the Canadian Chamber of Commerce hasn't historically been very vocal about this issue, but we recently established our Housing and Development Strategy Council because it is consequential to business and the Canadian economy. And while members of the council itself are leaders in creating the housing supply Canada needs, and they're developers, real estate investment trusts, all the players kind of across Canada, um, you know, the the housing is a business concern for more than just members who are directly in the housing space. And I'm hearing from a lot of other companies that are doing business, operating in Canada, that need to hire top talent. And if Canada can't attract and retain that talent, um, if they don't believe, you know, if those, if those individuals don't believe that they'll be able to afford a place to live, and then companies will need to think about whether having significant operations here is a good idea. So... Canada's global competitiveness and economic prosperity is intricately linked to our ability to attract that investment, and that's why we need to see more done. Uh, in that article, I did quote Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, former the former CEO, Romy Bowers, uh, but it's worth repeating that Canada's housing agency has acknowledged this too. Quote, we cannot succeed economically in the 21st century without Canadians having the housing that they need, and that's really the bottom line, end quote. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about what the federal government has proposed that you're saying, yeah, it's in the right direction, but it needs to go further. Uh, remind us of some of the programs that the liberal government, albeit too late, but they're doing something. Some of the things like start with the GST on the purpose built construction. 
Yeah, absolutely. So if you look at that legislation, uh, that was Bill C-56, which was the Affordable Housing and Groceries Act, there were amendments to the Excise Tax Act that removed the GST for new purpose-built rental housing. And the goal there was to incentivize construction of new rental housing. Um, It was good policy and generally welcomed by everyone in the housing space. That said, the bill itself was a missed opportunity to go further to help Canada tackle the issue and restore that affordability for Canadian families. And while it's critical to incentivize the construction of new apartment buildings, student housing, seniors' residences, it's also important to ensure projects currently under construction are completed in a timely manner. So unfortunately, those projects are contending with interest rate increases, a shortage of skilled labor, lack of supply for raw materials, and challenges in refinancing or attracting new capital. That reality uh, is, is, is just that the viability of current projects is now in question. So that impacts their ability to successfully complete them while also having the capacity to allocate capital to new projects. So to address that problem, uh, we recommended very minor changes to the bill that would extend the GST rebate to projects that were currently under construction. But unfortunately, uh, that bill was rushed through both the House of Commons and the Senate. There were multiple aspects to it, not simply housing. So we didn't see the amendments that we were hoping for. And, And this is a very specific example, but the crux of it is this. You know, if we're in a crowd, uh, a housing crisis, sorry, we need to shift into that crisis management mode, and that means pulling every tool out of the toolbox to make sure we get the outcome that we need, which is, according to CMHC, an additional 3.5 million new housing units by 2030. Wow. Pascal Chan is my guest this afternoon, Senior Director, Transportation Infrastructure and Construction with the uh, Canadian Chamber of Commerce. Pascal, I think the other thing that when we hear about the housing crisis and we're, we're looking to the governments, whether it be, uh, in, it takes all levels of government, municipal, provincial, federal, but this is also an opportunity to say we have to count on the private sector more. We gotta, we've got to quit always looking to taxpayers to find the solutions. So to me, that's another opportunity that we have to include and engage the private sector in solutions. I completely agree. And, and the federal government can enable the creation of housing supply Canadians need if it demonstrates that ambition and that commitment to implementing good policy while partnering with the private sector to really leverage, as I mentioned, every tool at its disposal. So we're hoping that you know, our Housing and Development Strategy Council, that becomes the bridge to establishing regular conversations with the federal government uh, to kind of, you know, fill that knowledge gap. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, in the article, true partnerships among all three levels of government is is that's already a complication, and we also need nonprofit housing providers that are there. You were talking just about the homelessness issue as well, um, and, and again, also of course the private sector who build the vast majority of the housing in the country absolutely need to be at the table. So uh, again, we're really hoping that this is something that helps us move forward on this. There's that gap on industry expertise and policymakers. Uh, the changes to express entry for people who have been following it as closely as you have. Remind us what the uh, express entry is looking at. Absolutely. 
absolutely. And, and thanks for that opportunity. I do want to say, again, we are kind of critical in saying the private sector needs to be more present, but we do need to acknowledge uh, there's a lot more to do, but we do need to give some credit where that's due. And so when Sean Frazier was appointed Minister of Housing, Infrastructure, and Communities, the Canadian Chamber wrote to him with some targeted recommendations. And, and first, we talked about it a bit, but he leveraged the tools at his disposal, such as the bilateral infrastructure agreements with provinces and territories, as well as the Housing Accelerator Fund, which is the program kind of everybody's been talking about, where he's been working directly with municipalities you know, to collaboratively address the obstacles to building the housing we need. And, and about a month later, the Prime Minister was there and he announced the first agreement um, in London, Ontario for 2,000 additional units. But the second recommendation, going to your question, is we requested that Minister Fraser uh, take a whole-of-government approach and he draw on his previous experience as Minister of Immigration to proactively attract the much-needed skilled workers in residential construction that will enable us to build the homes we need to match those ambitious immigration targets that will also add to some of the pressure on availability of housing. And so at the end of October, um, the Minister of Immigration, Refugees and Citizenship did reveal his plan for the future of Canada's immigration system, which included those changes to express entry, which will prioritize candidates that add more workers to Canada's home building sector. Now, the next step for us is to determine exactly, and this is what we've been hearing from all of the members of our council, that labor, a shortage of political labor is one of their top priorities. And so we need to determine whether this is going to be sufficient based on their needs and whether we can scale that need and make a more targeted recommendation as to where that further needs to shift. I think it's kind of weird, though. We have to get more people in, especially, as you say, prioritizing those that can help out in the construction sector. Will they have houses to live in? I mean, I know you don't expect you to answer that one. But I often think we need to get more Canadians in who are key to addressing our housing crisis. Let's hope that if we bring in those skilled tradespeople, that they have some place to live. Uh, Pascal, it's just me thinking out loud. I really appreciate your time today.